This is DeadAirRadio.org, a Grateful Dead radio program which specializes in playing nothing but the official releases from the Grateful Dead. You can always listen to previous interviews over at the website. You can also subscribe to the podcast, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or all available. All that fun stuff is at deadairradio.org. We are going to be talking with the executive director of Project Avery. And Avery is an acronym for Alternative Ventures for At-Risk Youth. Now, how did the Grateful Dead inspire a Bay Area nonprofit for kids with parents in prison? Well, we'll find out about that a little bit later. But let's go back in time a little bit. When Earl Smith, the chaplain of San Quentin Prison, saw kids lining up outside the prison gates for visiting hours, he was alarmed that those kids could very well be at risk for following the footsteps of their parents. They have much higher rates of trauma, much higher rates of mental health issue. Uh, They're more likely to get expelled from school, to experience school dropout. Through no fault of their own, they're at risk of becoming uh, involved with the criminal justice system. That's the voice of Zachary Whalen. I'm the executive director of Project Avery. Our organization supports children with incarcerated parents. So Project Avery gets involved with these kids starting as early as the age of eight. There's community support for life and leadership skills build brighter futures for children of incarcerated parents and to end generational cycles of incarceration. When a parent is sentenced to prison, hopefully there's a stable relative that can stand up and take care of the child. Whalen says sometimes great-great-grandmothers even have to step in and take care of the children. These are the heroes and heroines of this whole situation. So hopefully there's someone that can step up to take care of the kid. In some cases, the kids will go into foster care. The hope is to have all of the kids get involved with Project Avery. Kids can attend Project Avery summer camp. Almost every weekend, there's an outdoor outing where they can engage in outdoor adventure, therapeutic activities, and develop social and emotional skills. Some kids have one-to-one mentors that they meet up with every week. Staff gets involved with case management. The biggest thing is when they come here, they become part of what they call as the Avery family. And they feel that, ah, this community has my back and I'm going through this journey with a group of people that are there with me. And there's a whole different story about when you go through experience of grief with people as opposed to when you go through it in isolation and alone. By now, you got to be wondering to yourself, what's the connection with the Grateful Dead? What does this have to do with the Grateful Dead? Well, obviously, the Grateful Dead is tight with San Rafael and the Bay Area. That's where Project Avery is located. And many of the people with Project Avery are directly connected to the Grateful Dead family. Our aquatics director, Kitty Green, uh, she was involved with the Grateful Dead in some measure. She's still with us. The camp chef who was with us for nearly 20 years, John Atkinson, he was the camp chef for the Grateful Dead. Some of the band members were involved. Uh, Bob Weir did a benefit concert many years ago. There are a lot of people from the Grateful Dead community that helped get it going. The whole community helped out, either volunteering or helping raise some of the funds. Many of the donors and financial support come from the Grateful Dead fan base. Diving deeper into the history of Project Avery and the tie-in with the Grateful Dead, it's a story that starts off so bizarre that it can only be a Grateful Dead story. The story starts off with Danny Rifkin. The road manager 
and Cameron Sears, who was also one of the managers. Later on, Cameron Sears became the president CEO of Grateful Dead Productions and executive director of the Rex Foundation, the band's nonprofit charitable organization. But at that time, Cameron Sears and Danny Rifkin were touring around with some monks. The monks asked to get connected with the prison. They wanted to do a prayer over the prison. And that's what made the initial connection with San Quentin Prison. That connection got even stronger when drummer Mickey Hart later went in to record an album with the San Quentin Mass Choir. The album is titled He's All I Need. It was released in 1992 and released on the Grateful Dead record label. The band asked some folks at San Quentin, specifically the chaplain, Earl Smith. And that's the same chaplain who noticed the kids lining up at the prison gates to visit their parents who were incarcerated. Chaplain Smith said, you know, these guys are going to be here for a long time, but they have kids on the outside that are at risk of coming in and let's do something for them. Danny Rifkin really, you know, was the one that took the bull by the horns and started leading it off. And and that's how Project Avery got started. first year, they did a camp with about 30 kids. It was a place for support and healing. The kids loved it, and they said, great, when are we going to see one another next? And, and that began the Project Avery journey. And now part of this journey is a documentary coming out that showcases Project Avery. The film is directed by John Beck. In that film, it, it tells the, the connection with the Grateful Dead, and there's some photos of Mickey Hart in, in the prison doing the recording. The documentary started out from filming fundraising videos number the kids really took to John and we asked a couple of them if they're interested in raising awareness about the issue of children of incarcerated parents and, and working with John on that and that began this journey of making this film to raise awareness that these kids are experiencing this invisible sentence on the outside. The name of the film is Invisible Bars. First, it's going to air in the Bay Area on public television. Zachary Whalen says that the video and the story will later be available for people outside of California, whether it is DVD or online. However we can get it get it out uh, you know, to schools and, and to folks that are in the criminal justice system, we want people to see about you know, this issue and, and, and to take it in. Big thanks to Zachary Whalen at Project Avery for all the work he does and taking the time to talk with us. Once a link to the video gets out, either to watch the film or purchase it on DVD, the link will be on deadairradio.org. For every person that's incarcerated in this country, there are two children on the outside. And what does that mean for that kid? You know, it's just not something that, that people are always taking into consideration. not even space in the consciousness of the criminal justice system in terms of them making decisions about the parents.
Jeff Hadachi, the public defender, you know, he, he, he just passed away, but he had this opening piece in the film. I remember this case when I was in court and I was representing a young father. Where this judge, you know, sentenced this person for this minor crime, but he was sentencing him, and Jeff was pleading with the judge to consider the impact on the children as he's making the sentence. The judge looked at me and said, call the orphanage. I'll never forget that. And my client uh, took his car keys and he threw them to me, and he said, can you pick up my kids after school? And it struck me just how cold-hearted the criminal justice system was, you know, when it came to children and, and not considering the impact that incarceration has on children. You know, you could sentence someone to, you know, probation or you could, you know, in-home arrest. Uh, but when you put someone into jail for a couple of months, uh, that is decimating the child's life. We're about intervening early and helping this, this healing process happen early so these kids don't have to go on that journey later in life. Any of us that have experienced trauma or grief, if that goes unrecognized, unhealed, down the road, that turns into some bad stuff within ourselves, whether it's anger, whether it's depression, whether it's acting out in various ways. Uh, you go into the prisons, which we do a lot, and you talk to those guys, and those guys will almost always go back to a trauma or a grief they experienced as a child, right? That went unresolved and that spiraled out of control into this behavior that was part of their incarceration. I hope people take away that this has real impact on the children's lives and, and that um, we can start making some common sense uh, you know, steps uh, towards breaking this cycle of, of uh, generational incarceration. Project Avery, acronym for Alternative Ventures for At-Risk Youth. Al of the Grateful Dead inspired a Bay Area nonprofit for kids with parents in prison. Big thanks once again to Zachary Whalen, Executive Director at Project Avery, a nonprofit offering long term support, resources, guidance, and training for children with incarcerated parents. And it got its start from the Grateful Dead. It was very much inspired by the Grateful Dead band and, and the community around it.